Hello, my name is Özlem Sarıoğlu and this is The Coaching Program, sponsored by Sparkas, a coaching tech company that optimizes coaching and mentoring solutions for cultural transformation, talent and leadership development within organizations. Welcome to the show. Hello, coaching passionates around the globe. Welcome. You're listening to the coaching program, the show that brings you tips and tricks of designing and implementing successful coaching programs within your organization. I'm your host, Özlem Sarıoğlu, a professional coach and co-founder of Sparkas Digital Coaching Platform, which scales meaningful coaching experiences to larger audiences within organizations. In this episode, my guest is Rachel Hunt, the Global Strategic Program Manager of Havlet Packard Enterprise. She's also a coach and uh, my client, but also over the years has become a dear friend. So welcome, Thank Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. And I just made a very short intro about you, but how would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Gosh, well, first, hi, everybody, and thank you for, for joining us and for listening from wherever you are around the world. I work internationally, and so I, I like uh, international audiences and things that are recorded, because <laughs> then you can share them more broadly. Well, my name, as Islam said, is Rachel. I am based in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, but I grew up in uh, Britain and in Canada. I have worked for Hewlett Packard Enterprise for a long time. I've had my own consulting agency, done lots and lots of different jobs. Um, and I like nature and being outside and being on my own and being with people, I think, and playing in all of those areas. I like to bring a playful, creative side to anything I do, whether it's family or work or, or anything else. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful, beautiful way of presenting. And so we are going to talk about um, a project that is dear to both of us, I believe. Uh, we've been working on uh, this project for, I think, for four years now together. And um, there has been different yeah, phases to the whole process. So we're going to talk about uh, all those phases. Uh, but let's first, you know, go back to day one. Let me just ask, what was the need And how did coaching fit as a solution to this need? Mm, back to the beginning. So I was responsible for a very large technical audience inside our organization, probably, in fact, I think at the time it was almost 30,000 technologists around the world. And they have a different promotion process and set of criteria than the rest of the company. So one of the pieces of feedback they've been giving us for a long time is that they wanted coaching on these different processes and criteria that they needed to develop their careers. And they were really missing connection with their own senior technologists and business leaders who were key to that process and to their promotion. So coaching fit because it gave us an opportunity to provide that connection with senior technologists and senior business leaders. Um, and it gave them the opportunity to really focus the conversations on exactly what they were looking for. So rather than us going away and designing a slew of, you know, learning solutions for things that might hit or miss, this is really about them being able to, to set the agenda for specifically what they needed for their development and their career goals. Yeah. And I think that's, 
uh, that was a very unique case uh, back in those days. Mm. But I'm hearing more and more this happening for uh, like giving the uh, opportunity to the employees to figure out their career paths. That's true. That's true. You know, we, we've year. always, yeah, we've always kind of said that you own your own career, but this was a way of saying, we are actually putting it in your hands in a very tangible mm -hmm, yeah. sort of way. And, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but you know, that there were challenges with that because it was new. It was a newer way to, to look at their development. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, talking about that, let me ask, like, what were the dynamics you had to consider while designing a program for them? Well, given the nature of the audience, <laughs> the size, you know, and they were dispersed widely across the globe. So it was a very global thing. So a lot of it had to be virtual. You know, we weren't going to be able to bring everybody in every time they needed to have a conversation or do an exercise. Um, it had to cross business lines. It had to cross technology lines. Um, it had to, to mm -hmm. sort of use what we had, which was a limited pool of coaches and, of course, their time. As senior technologists and leaders, they have limited time. And I think the other thing, too, is that we really wanted to try and focus on the mid-career professionals. I think there are programs for sort of new hire and early career and, and sort of when you're near the end of your career or you're more senior, there's specific executive programming. We really wanted to look at that middle, that mid-career, middle of the scale, really large portion of our audience that I think was sending that biggest message around, you know, we need coaching on these different processes and skills and, and, and criteria. Yeah. Yeah. And for the audience, maybe it's important to note here that when we're talking about coaching, uh, what HPE does is not, uh, in this case, external coaching, uh, but the program is with internal coaches, senior technologists, coaching uh, younger technologists, let's Indeed, say. Yeah. Um, so, so they were trained as with their coaching skills, uh, but uh, as Rachel mentioned, um, they are you know not full time coaches. They are as we generally call in the field job plus coaches, so that they have their li you know daily life, daily jobs, but on top of it, they support other people in the organization. So it even adds more restriction i mean the fact that they are a small you know smaller pool when compared to mm, the technologist mm -hmm. pool is yeah. one dimension but on, on top of it they're not full-time coaching they are also doing other work and besides they're doing coaching so it's really a limited time uh they can uh, offer to this uh, it, it, it was you know and and it was important for us to be able to identify for them the what was in it for them you know, and, yeah. and, and that comes yeah. down to it also being part of their promotion criteria, being part of their um, portfolio of abilities and skills that's going to promote their own career. Right. We had to, you have to highlight yeah. that to them and, yeah. and, and how it's going to help them too. And then you started the coaching program. I know uh, now with over the years that now it is not the same program anymore, but uh, let's start from, uh, you know, first version. What was the initial program, uh, the, the initial coaching program in yeah. the organization? So the very initial one that we co-created and set up as Lem was really, really what I call high maintenance handholding. So it was people were nominated by their business it was cohort based we ran it once a quarter so four times a year um, and it maxed out at about 30 to 50 people per cohort 
um, we had assigned coaches and we had a sort of an assigned set of exercises that they had to work through in an assigned order. So that was our mm -hmm. first run. Um, from there, yeah. we evolved it to having mm -hmm. people self-select to join as well as mm -hmm. we opened up the processes a little bit. And what I mean by that is the exercises were all there, but they weren't necessarily all mandatory. People could move through and or choose what was most relevant or effective for them. Um, we did not assign them coaches. They could request a coach, but it wasn't assigned. So we, yeah. we went from really, really high maintenance handholding to kind of like mid maintenance <laughs> handholding, if you will. I think those are sort of the two first iterations, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. Those were important iterations. And for, again, for the audience, um, it's important to note how we designed it uh, while we were designing yeah. the exercises. Uh, Rachel talked about some exercises. We came together with the coaches, with the internal coaches, and discussed who is a well-prepared coachee. Like, who is someone that you can generate most impact in just maybe in a few sessions rather than spending you know a number of sessions back and forth so uh what are some things that basically is not coaching but you still have to do because this person didn't even you know read something on the the, the uh, intranet of the organization you know those kind of things like what are some things that can help um the coachee achieve most out of their limited time uh, with the coach was our initial question while designing the exercises. So how we made the exercise. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's important. I think it's really important to note that, you know, nobody's doing this out of the kindness of their heart. And, and while we're acknowledging the need and we're putting together a program for the need, we exist inside a business and that business needs to maximize on the efficiency of the time and the resources it has. I think sometimes um, organizations can be accused of, um, mm -hmm. taking what they think is a great idea because they mm -hmm. think it's a great idea and trying to sort of force feed it to the business. And and I think that one of the reasons we were as successful as we were is because we based it on a business need. We had it yeah. sponsored by a business and we spoke in business metrics. We said, we are going to come in. We know a lot of your senior technologists mm -hmm. and business leaders are being tapped to coach and mentor. We want to come in and help you make that more effective. By having coaches that show up that are prepared by having coaches know what to expect when a coachee comes in, limiting the sort of focusing the topics of conversation where they're going to be most useful. And so one of the, the most effective ways we had of garnering support was by serving those statistics back to the business and saying, you know, we were able to take hours out of your senior leaders and technologists work roster by making their time more effective. So in other words, they actually got time from their senior people back as well as better coached yeah. mid-career people. So it's it's an important thing to mention because I think we get very caught up in the coaching and yes and and the program and but there's a biz, there's a real business um, expectation as well around it that you need to articulate. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I think that was the key uh, one of the key elements. Uh, if not the most important. And do you want to talk about where we arrived today in the uh, in the new version, or would you like to focus on that later on? <laughs> Maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the challenges and how we overcame them, because I think... Okay, maybe let's, yeah, first start with the, yeah, with yeah. the older version, uh, because I think that was 
already a very um, advanced uh, version of doing the, you know, using mm-hmm. coaching, let's say, uh, in a more, yeah, broad way. So let's first, I agree, let's focus on that. Like, what were the challenges back then and how did you overcome them? Well, as I, as I mentioned already, I think business engagement and sponsorship, I think, is is one of the biggest. And, and you you get around that by creating a really good business case and having good best metrics back to the business about what you're doing and how it's, you know, how the time is, is playing out. I think it requires you to understand the business as well. You know, I don't know what these technologists do, mm-hmm. but I understand the business strategy and metrics of the business that they're working in. You know, and I think that you need that level of understanding to get sponsorship, yeah. you know, from the organization. I think the other is, time, time from coachees, time from coaches. And that is overcome simply by outlining for them what's in it for them, being really clear about what they should each be getting out of of the engagement. And and to be frank, also outlining the cost and outlining saying, look, this is something your business is offering you. And it's, you know, it's, it has to get paid for in time and resources. And and that, that should make it a priority for you. We did copy people's managers and we did let them know what was happening and, and that they should expect you know to see certain things. And I think that helped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I would say is that, it, it like I said, they're high maintenance programs, they're new. Um, we couldn't really find any other instances of things being done like this, you know, in the industry. And so we were, we were really kind of forging <laughs> and, and we had a great sort of a co-creation guiding principle, which was we are perfect enough. You know, we're going to move, we're going to put something in place, we're going to learn and we're going to adjust and we're going to keep going. And, and I think that while that was challenging, I think that itself helped us overcome those challenges because we were, we knew we were onto something good and we knew we weren't perfect. We knew it might never be perfect. And so we were open to lots of feedback. And that was the other thing that we did too, in terms of engagement and sponsorship and was transparency and consistent feedback methods and loops. So we consistently had, you know, pre-cohort information sessions. We had post-cohort feedback sessions. We had feedback sessions for their managers and their business leaders. We had, you know, feedback sessions with the coaches, just consistently giving people the opportunity to influence um, this program that was created for them. And I think that gives people a higher sense of investment as well. We put in the focus and that was it. You know, like I said, high maintenance is high engagement. And and, and that means from us too, right? So if you want the engagement in your program, you have to put in the focus and the time to, you know, back into the program and into the people to to make make it work. work. Yeah. 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 But when you're saying it, I should also underline that that was especially high maintenance in the first uh, part of yes. the program. Yes. Uh, so, you know, for the audience not to uh, not to feel like, oh, it will take a lot of my time. Uh, it did take a lot of focus, maybe not necessarily time, but a lot of focus yes. in the first uh, yep. period. And then the more we heard and more we implemented the feedback into the program, uh, the less change requests came. So it was like we kind of made it fit to the organization with all these feedback. And after, I, as far as I remember, like after it was yeah. our third um, cohort yeah. that 
you didn't hear it was kind of rolling yeah i think Um, the first was intense the second was adjusting and i think third and fourth just as you said just rolled out which in fact gave us an opportunity to kind of stand back and think okay that was all incremental till now 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 if we're going to transform what does it need to look like which is where we are today which we'll talk about maybe in a while (laughs) as well okay yeah Okay, I'm parking on that. Uh, so, with all that work, what went well? What went well? Lots and lots of things went well, or we wouldn't be where we are. And I love that question because most people always say, you know, what went wrong and how did you fix it? Um, it doesn't matter. We're here. <laughs> and there was lots of things that went well. So the first thing yeah, I would say yeah. is, is, is that whole concept of co-creation. You know, both Sparkus and HBE came into this knowing that we were going to try something different, that there were risks, that we were going to have to go with perfect enough and that we were going to have to learn and adjust and learn from one another. We have very different areas of, you know, background and expertise and, and, and we knew this was going to be, you know, something very different. I think the other thing is the platform. I think we, you know, being such a global and virtual organization, I think trying to institute a coaching program around the world virtually, you know, it's, it's difficult to track stuff and keep track of things. And I think the platform really helped pull us together. Our internal pool of coaches, because I think they were just committed and experienced and in tune and passionate about what they do. I think the other is the business acceptance and cooperation. I think that we'd spent a a number of years working with the business on things like this to build that credibility. You know, I think, I think for example, it would be much harder for a consultant to come in and say, hey, we're gonna come in and run this program for you. I think, you know, those relationships that you build up with the leaders of the organizations that you need to work in, I think those are key. Mm-hmm. And just the enthusiasm, yeah. you know, I, I love, I love people who are like, I'm here and I'm doing a great job and I want to do more and what do I learn and who can I talk to? And, and you watch their enthusiasm build as they realize that the things that they're learning and the conversations they're having and the reflection that you're asking them to do mm-hmm. is really progressing not only their career, but their thinking and their sense of, oh, I can build a career here and I'm connected here and I know people. And so that worked really well for us. Yeah. And I think that's a very key element when we're now thinking talking about all the yeah. talent wars, the difficulty yeah. of keeping a special te- technology yeah. people in an organization. So those are really, really key elements to any, you know, organization nowadays work, work, you know, working around, uh, especially in this field of technology. Um, Very, very important one. And you mentioned a few times the platform I mentioned a little bit. So uh, I know that when we came together, you already had some technology and we kind of use that also. Um, so let me ask like what technology you used, where, That's how, interesting. Why? You're right, I had forgotten about that. So we had an internal coach request tool, didn't we? Yeah, so we had yeah. a couple of things internally. So we had, um, we had groups of people, as I said, who were already, we already have a lot of people who are sort of informally coaching. So tapping into those informal coaching networks was appropriate. We already had a, we had a formal coaching network as well. And they helped us a lot with things like materials and, and consulting and 
guidance around things, but they weren't particularly focused on technologists. And as I said, because they have a different set of performance criteria and a different set of processes for promotion, um, we found that the good part of that was that we could customize the platform for what we needed, yeah. right? And yeah. so we could match it with um, the coaches that we knew were already busy and we could match it with the coaching request tool that we already had. We had all of that sort of customizability of the platform, which was really, really great for us at the time. Yeah. That was really good. I always make it important at this point because sometimes when we are speaking to um, organizations who have, um, you know, who are thinking about mentoring programs, mm -hmm. coaching programs, what we hear a lot is, oh, we have the request tool either in, I don't know, in, in most of their core HR mm -hmm. or written internally. And um, that bit of technology, of course, helps a lot. But uh, as you mentioned, sometimes it's not enough. If you're looking for, like, if somebody to reach out to anybody, there is a tool mm -hmm. perfect for on-demand mm -hmm. uh, needs. That makes sense. But when we go back to what you said about the overall need, uh, if if we have a specific need in the organization to direct people mm -hmm. to the coaches for, um, just an open-ended pool. Well, and I think there's many aspects to that, so right? So first of all, they don't show up as prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at a much longer yeah. time investment. Second of all, tracking is super challenging yeah. when you're talking global and virtual. So to have a platform makes it challenging. Yeah. The other thing that has come up, you know, repeatedly and recently is this idea of sort of confidentiality and GDPR. So uh, there's a real sort of moral, yeah. ethical, even legal question really around having coaching relationships and content inside an HR system. I, I you know, the, again, it's one of those things that's very new. And so I think people, you know, this will evolve over the, over the coming years. But for us, we ultimately made the decision to keep them separate because there's just too much potential for yeah. um, sort of, sort of, a breach of confidentiality and that's just not that can't ever be okay so that was part of it those were some of the things yeah. the other thing is you know when you have formal systems the processes to get mm -hmm. content edited are can be quite heavy-handed sometimes for good reason but we didn't have that the other yeah. thing is the coach is having access to the same system so it's fine to have a request but then what so we actually had to build a request tool and then a separate tool to store data and to store appointments and to make appointments. And you just think, oh, my gosh, where does this end? Right. So with the platform, we had it all mm -hmm. there. And again, I, I, I can't yeah. Yeah. stress enough. I think the idea of having a safe space for coaching is just one of the most basic tenets of operation. And we live in a virtual world. And so that 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 sense of virtual confidentiality has to solidify some way. And I'm just not sure if or how you could do that inside an HR system because somebody's going to have access to that data. Somebody does, even if your manager doesn't. Yeah. HR does, IT does, systems do, yeah. people do. That's the nature of, of you know, of, yeah. of, of an HR system is it's there for people to pull data from. So, yeah. which is pretty much the exactly. polar opposite yeah. of what you want for a coaching tool. So yeah, those were some of the things that we yeah. came across yeah. the technology. Yeah. And so talking about, uh, you know, all the, the, the technology, co collecting data, getting reports and everything, like how did you measure 
the success of the program. Well, as I said, putting it in business results language is really important. For us, I think as coaches and participants, you know, we have kind of a different take, but for the business, we had good business metrics and so we were good there. I think for us, it was around, okay, have we been able to um, make the coaching conversations more effective? Have the coaches been able to be more mobile in their careers? Have they been promoted? Do they feel more engaged? Do they feel more networked inside the company? Do they feel clearer on what the criteria are and how they achieve them? You know, what are the promotion processes and, and are they more clear and do they need know who need to go to if they, who to go to, you know, if they have questions about either the processes or the performance, you know, development. I, th- I think the other is, is the demand. So, so do we have continued business support for this program? Can we grow the program? Does, do, do the, does HR understand it and how it ties into what they do? And are they supportive? Like, I think ongoing support and engagement for me is, is a big indicator of success because it means you're meeting a need. Exactly. Yeah. I remember when we moved from assignment assigning uh, where people were assigned to yeah to people uh, you know self selecting to be mm-hmm. a part of the program we started hearing about the word yeah. of mouth happening yeah. also uh, like and then that was a very good indication that things were going well indeed um, and what we also found out uh, that was a uh, that might bring us to the next level of the, of the program anyway, is like when we first started the program, we just automatically assigned them coaches thinking that they need yeah. coaches only. And over the debriefs we had with the coaches, what they started saying was, also the coaches were saying the same thing, um, that coaches figured out while they were doing the exercises and looking into, you know, um, the materials of HP that we directed them to, uh, or doing some thought process by themselves, some of them figured out that they actually don't need coaching, but a heart-to-heart conversation with their manager. Yes. Some of yeah. them figured out they need mentoring. Exactly. Some of them figured out, yeah. oh, that's not the right, right time for me. It's just like I won't reach out to anybody else. I'll just yep. stop here. Uh, so it's like there are there were different reactions. Um, to the whole journey. Um, and that was only possible because we gave them the space to uh, self-reflect um, and, you know, handhold them with the digital exercises that they were able to figure that piece out. And that's why we, uh, over the time, um, adopted the uh, the program. Uh, so that was part of the results. Yeah. But I will come to, like... What's on the horizon? Let me just make a comment first on what you just said. I think that and all of those realizations and uses of the system are great because what it means is people are able to take what they need and redirect to the right resource. All of those are okay. So for me, that's not a failure of a coaching program. And it's also reflective of a general trend in our industry, which is, oh, I have a hammer. Everything must be a nail, right? So we put this situation in place and we judge ourselves by how many nails did we hit today? Well, maybe you didn't need to hit a nail. Maybe what you needed to realize was nobody needed to get hit today. You know, and I think I think that's okay. I think it's okay for a system to be used in ways that people need it that are potentially not even the ways you intended for it to be used, which brings us to where we are today. So yeah, we looked at it all and said, it's not being used in the way necessarily we expected it to be used every day. And that's okay, right? You had to be able to get to a point where you were okay with that. Um, 
mm-hmm. a number of things happened. So over the years that we were running cohorts, the general trend in our industry and specifically inside HPE, we became very, very strong about our messaging around you own your career. We have a plethora of tools for you to use. You are responsible for driving this. You and your manager need to get together and, and, and do this. So that sort of cultural support really helped where we are now, as well as everything we learned from yeah. from the cohorts and the coaching. So where we are now is we have just uh, launched a, a an online um, digital coaching experience for all of our thousands of technologists around the world. It's open 24 seven. Um, we do not assign coaches, but they can, we do have a mentoring program in the company where they can go and request what they're looking for. Um, so there is follow on if they choose to have a coaching or a mentoring engagement. Um, there is a focused team of coaches for them in that mentoring program. It's very exciting. It represents an exponential scaling of, of what we were doing in coaching before. I mean, I, we were super impressed, if you remember, Islam, when we got invited to present at EMCC because we had done this sort of scaling of coaching for technologists thing because we were doing it, you know, 30 or 45 people at a time. Well, and now we're doing it 20,000 people at a time. So I'm super excited to see what the results are. Like I said, we've just launched it. So it's very, very early days, but there's hundreds of people in there doing their thing. And I expect, I fully expect to learn (laughs) a lot and have to adjust. Um, but I'm very, very excited with the, you know, that it's live and it's real and it's even partly integrated to our HR system, which while challenging to do, um, I found was important. We found that it was an important thing for us to, for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we created it in a way that it is, uh, flying in from the HR system to spark us. And then they're, they're doing some work going back to the, to the HR system and coming back. So it's just like a very um, easy flow. Mm-hmm. So now we are able to create and also measure that flow That's right. uh, within Sparkus. So it will, it will give a deeper insight when we're talking yeah. about analytics of it. Not, not into the coaching content, no. obviously. We won't... No. Uh, Obviously, the, it is it is a uh, confidential area, but just that movement, just following that movement, tells a lot about, you know, what the technologists need, where they focus on, what more has to be done, and a lot of stuff. So it will, I believe, would teach us also in multiple. I agree. Levels, I mean, I think um, I think I think that was really one of the design principles was this needs to be a seamless experience for them. You know, you have to make it easy yeah. for them. Yeah. Now. To that end, they can go in through their HR system and they can also go in from direct. So I didn't, again, I'm not forcing them to go in through their HR system. And and when they do link back, sort of that loop, you know, through their HR systems and back through their coaching space, which is separate and confidential, right? Sparkus is outside, all of the coaching content is outside their HR system. And the links in and out are specifically for things like actions and developments and skill assessment and things where they choose what data they want to share with their HR system in order to promote either effective coaching sessions with a coach or a mentor or their manager, or for example, a specific set of content that they want to learn more about, which will lead them to curated learning channels in their HR system. So there's, you know, there's links that make sense for practical reasons, but enough 
confidentiality, confidential space for their data, that they don't feel compromised in being completely honest about what their, their goals are, their limitations, yeah. their wishes, their dreams, their challenges, all of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's the, that's one of the keys. Um, well summarized. I think that we actually created like two projects, I mean, two, two times within one project, let's say, mm-hmm. it's a better way of saying it, but they're now it looks like two separate experiences for me. Um, so, um, so if you're, you know, if you had one tip for a business leader uh, who are embarking on their, uh, on a coaching journey in their organization, let's say, Be sure to base any coaching program you build directly on a very well-defined business need and business metric. I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. Anchor it solidly in a business need and a business objective. So if you run a team of bobsleds and your bobsleds all need something very specific and you can measure that by speed, <laughs> then do, do you know what I mean? Just be very specific about what you want to address and how you're going to measure if you're addressing it. Perfect. Very well said. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for your valuable contribution. I, I believe it was an inspiration uh, for many <laughs> people. Uh, well, I hope this. so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know so. <laughs> so, yeah, again, thank you You're very, very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for today. having me today. And best of luck, everybody. Coaching is the future, professionally as well as personally. Just enjoy. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very, very good message. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of the coaching program. Make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're having your podcasts. If you found this conversation helpful, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show who might benefit from it. Be sure to tune in for our next episode next week, and let's all create more meaningful coaching experiences for everyone. See you all.